Hello and welcome to My Xbox and Me, episode 171. I am one of your hosts, MC Fixer, also known as Corey Spim, uh, alongside the beast from the North East, Amy Alexander. How are you? Hello. What's popping? My shoulder. Oh, wow. <laughs> You're getting old. That's what, that's what happens yeah, when you I'm get old. Like a, I've slept. Slept funny. My, uh, my shoulder's been sore all morning. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, I'll be fine tomorrow. <laughs> Is that how it works, yeah? Yeah, generally that's how it works. Um, it's been a long time since you've been on. Has been, it? I mean, I noticed. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> schedules. Am I right? Schedules. Yeah. The only reason you're on this week is because we moved the podcast from Mike, and then Mike's not around. <laughs> He's not replying to my DMs and stuff. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, this is going to be interesting. So a lot of this is going to be tread waters because we already did a lot of this on From the Gamers. So it would have been nice to have a different opinion. But nonetheless, there's a lot done. I'll try. I could have different opinions if you are just for this, this one episode. I mean, devil's advocate and all that jazz. I hear you. Yeah. I hear yeah. you. Um, but if you don't know, you can get this show early over on patreon.com slash mcfixer. All different levels you can support get the show early at three dollars on the audio version four dollars on the video and there's a ton of other goodies there um i'm gonna do patreon shout outs next week just because we're running late this week and there's a whole kerfuffle but don't worry i've not forgot next week i'll do patreon shout outs so thank you to everyone that supported on patreon remember you can find us on itunes soundcloud google play and spotify and we go live on a friday on those platforms don't forget community game night does happen once a month as well uh, it's the last saturday of each month this month we will be playing crackdown 3 uh on the 23rd 8 p.m gmt i'd love it if some people could show up if we have more people than we did for last week last month's one um because it was sort of like we had like a load of people show up and then everyone's all like oh i'm done now we played like one game of halo together and i was like Okay, this is why I stopped doing community game nights. And then community people. Game. Yeah, right. yeah, tell me about it. It's more like community game. Just that's it, done. Game. game. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start off what we always do, uh, which is what has been in our box. Amy, what have you been playing? Where would you like to start? Uh, I mean, you already know. <laughs> I mean, we can start at Anthem if you want. We can do, yeah. Cool, yeah. Uh, what, how much of Anthem have you played and what did you think of it? Um, I played the demo. Demo, yeah, demo, not a beta. Yeah, no, demo. Um, I played the de- yeah, I'm getting confused because I've just got a Division 2 beta and it's like betas, demos. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I played the demo for probably about five or six hours uh, right. all together. Um, bit by myself, bit with somebody else, and then a bit with the full squad. Um, and it's okay. Mm. It's okay. Just okay. But it's just okay. Like, it was. it's this weird thing where I was kind of kind of bored while also being entertained like you know when you watch something on tv because it's there and it's not no boring but no. it's just i don't yeah, know that boring. at all i don't have tv so well, if i'm watching something I, i'm paying attention to it all we had was four channels <laughs> yeah okay good you put on the least worst thing possible okay so is that what you're doing yeah. with anthem it's the least worst game you have I mean, no, it's definitely not the least worst game. I've got a lot of games, but it's that same sort of feeling of it's like I'm playing it and I'm not bored and it is passing the time and it's not awful, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I'm not like it's not like how I feel about like say I don't know, Resident Evil Two, for example. Did where you I'm like? Did you feel obliged to play it? Um, a bit. 
because was, I was streaming it. Yeah. I probably would have played it anyway. Like, mm-hmm. and I'll play it when it comes out this year as well. Obviously, it was really weird being dropped into the middle middle of the game. Like, no explanation, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. You just you're in there, level ten. There's this dude. He does a thing. I'm not gonna say what happens. That was kind of cool, but yeah. Then it's like, okay, you've got all these abilities and flying around and do this, do that, do this, and there's not really anything that really explains what you've got to do. So I was kind of floundering for oh, a bit yeah. of it. Yeah, which I played, might be why. Yeah, I played for about fifteen hours. Um, the demo all in, which is the V. That's the VIP demo the week beforehand, and then this VIP demo. Um, I love it. I love what I've played so far of Anthem. Um, it's exactly what I was expecting, which is um, a loot shooter, a team-based loot shooter where we can all go in together, different abilities, different characters, different loadouts, and just have a ton of fun. I played with so many people in the community. Uh, thank you to everyone that I've played with, and that's what I wanted it for. Like I'm not, I'm not a bio uh, Bioware fanboy like a lot of people unfortunately so the story was never going to be the thing that really got me um but everything else the gameplay uh the world the flying uh the loot grinding the the everything like that was amazing like like i said i'm from the gamers this week which is the other video game podcast that i do uh, you should go check it out if you're not listening to it um I said the only problem I have with the game is probably its mission structure, but it's really hard to critique a demo when there's only three missions. Um, so it, that was hard. So two of the missions were pretty much very similar, um, or parts of them were very similar. Uh, and I'm hoping that's not going to be the structure for the game. If that's what it is, okay. Which is sort of like hordes of enemies, yeah. which I get. That's what these type of games are. And I, I do totally get that, but I'm just... As, as I get older and as time goes on, I kind of want new experiences and different experiences. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I hope there's more to Anthem than what we've seen so far. Not that I think that's bad. I still like it. I still think it's a solid uh, game and I love what I've played of it. But I just hope the mission structure does change up a lot. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I 100% get that. Yeah, the it did feel like it was just hard mode. And I appreciate like the flying is really good, and I appreciate the the verticality um, in the combat, like the dodging and stuff like that. Like there's there's tons of stuff in there that I really appreciate, but at the same time, it is just kind of like here's a bunch of enemies, fight them off. Okay, now plot twist, here's more enemies, yeah, I'll fight those off, and now here comes the boss who's got loads of health. Yeah, yeah. I, I did see people complaining that the characters were kind of spongy and stuff like that. I never felt that. I never felt like that was the case. It was like. It had some meat to the game, I felt like, and it, you weren't just going to take people out easily. Yeah, when I was playing with the full squad, it felt really well balanced Got in terms of that. When I was playing, especially when I was playing by myself, I can totally see where people would be coming from and saying that the game felt spongy. Like It, it was very difficult to clear the main missions when I was playing solo, just because there were so many enemies, there were so few places for me to, to to take cover and recharge my shields, and and the, then when the boss enemy drops in, it's just like, fuck, there's so much health for just one person to try and take down. Yeah, God, these games are not really designed to be played on your own, though, are they? That's the that's the one thing, and that's but that's why I love being a streamer, that's why I love doing what I do, which is why I like these type of games, hopefully, and people were saying this in my stream, actually, it was like, oh, it's all well and good you're saying this, like, Oh, but what happens when your squad's full? The whole point is we're a community. The community's not just based around me. 
Like, we have a Discord channel, which is, it is my Discord channel, MC Fixer, but there's other rooms in there for you guys to jump in with each other and be part of, still be in the stream and talk and whatever, but there's more than just me, Crash, and the other two spaces. Like, you guys form a group up, and I just, like, people really need to get their head around it, and then as soon as there's a space open in my squad, jump in, and then we'll rotate and stuff like that. Like... I just think if you're worried about not having people to play with uh, in Anthem, I think that's that isn't something you should be worried about if you're part of this community, in my opinion. But yeah, it makes that's... sense, right? Like if there's four people waiting to get into your stream, go you play together. <laughs> you have a squad. Exactly. Um, next up, Resident Evil Two. We pl both played it. Uh, what did you think? We've not heard your thoughts on this podcast on what, what, how good or bad Resident Evil Two is. What do you think of it? Bad, bad, fuck off. It's amazing. <laughs> get out of here with your bad. There's nothing bad about the game. I won't go that far. Well, yeah, it's not perfect, but it is amazing. I fucking, I love everything about it. Like, I was super concerned, like, when they revealed it. Like, I think we both were, and we talked about it on the podcast, about the perspective shift of yep. that sort of Resident Evil 4-ish camera. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I was, I got it wrong. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> yeah um last week me and mike spoke about it and i had finished one campaign and not finished uh my claire b playthrough i've now finished the game a b b not done a yet um meaning yeah, leon yeah. leon claire claire i'm waiting to do leon again um and that will be me finished yet i have sped run the game now i got my time down to an hour and 27 minutes I completed it. You know, <laughs> I challenged you to get it below two hours and 29 minutes. Yeah. And when I tuned into your stream uh -huh. to watch you do it, I didn't expect like a full on proper speed run strat. I just thought you were just going to be, you know, no. quick, getting all the items, getting this, doing that. Because that's what I did. Like you were doing shit and I was just like, fuck, I didn't do any of this. Like I just knew where, like memorized where the yeah. items were and just went and got like, so I had like all the ammo, all this, all that as quickly as possible and you were just like no skip this skip that fight this boss knife 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 and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah no i i went well to be fair so what happened was you challenged me on twitter and it was like two and a half hours like go beat this and i was like i was like no i'm not even trying i've got so much on i'm too busy there's no way i'm gonna have time to try and beat that um and then the more i thought about it, i was like oh all right let me have a let me have a sneak peek of some speed runs and i literally only watched the first 15 minutes of someone's speed run up to the 15 minutes in speed run terms, speed not run 15 time. minutes in, in the game term and all. So the, the first boss battle and after I see them do the first boss battle and they said that the knife is the strongest powered weapon. I was like, Oh, okay, I've got this. I can do this. <laughs> and after watching that boss fight, the first one, you can beat the first boss in, I think it's 15 seconds, which is, remarkable Quick. remarkable so yeah i um yeah it's been running in an hour and 27 um got the achievement got the achievement for the 1400 steps i think it's 100 i think it's 100,000 steps or whatever it may be 14,000 14, steps that's it um so now i'm gonna actually go for the thousand g because i've actually got probably the harder achievements out of the way now nice. which is dope yeah. because like a part of me wanted to do that anyway get the thousand g it's my favorite game of all time like, why wouldn't I want the Platinum or 1,000G achievements on whatever system you're playing on? Um, and then, like, I looked at the achievements, like, this is going to take me so long. And now that I've got, like, the hard ones out of the way, like, because beating it on Hardcore seems pretty easy. I can probably beat it on Hardcore in under three hours as well. 
Um, if I really wanted to, I'm not sure if that's an achievement or not because I've not looked at the achievement list. Um, I think there's an S rank hardcore. There you go. So I can probably do that as well. Um, but yeah, it's it's cool. It's cool. I'm very, very, very happy. I was very, very proud of you. <laughs> I think oh, that was like cool. you and Moody because Moody challenged me as well, and both of you guys were like Moody was in my chat and uh, you were lurking and he was in there talking, and uh, he was sort of like, "Come on, fix it. You can do it." Like really wanted me <laughs> to beat it. Where like that's like the total opposite of what I've been. If I was watching him, I'd be like, "No, die, die!" I wouldn't have wanted him to beat me, but it was nice. It was really, really nice. But overall thoughts for my favorite game of all time. I think this is probably the best Resident Evil game there is out um it is better than resident evil og2 i still do not put it as my favorite game of all time currently maybe in time once i played it a thousand times more um it will be but right now it, the nostalgia of og1 um is just yeah. it's still too too much in my heart i've got too many thoughts with it um, that makes sense the one thing the bit my biggest critique of the game would be the non the non-zapping system um they the fact they took the zeppelin system out of the game which meant each scenario affects the other um in the resident evil 2 og and that this game doesn't have that which the whole point of the zeppelin system really makes the game feel alive that's what made me as a kid go oh my god video games are more than what video games are sort of thing this is a real live and breathing world and they do such a great job with that in this game even giving us a glimpse of raccoon city which is more than likely we're going to get Resident Evil 3 now, which is why I reported on a couple of weeks ago. And just to imagine that we're going to actually get to see Raccoon City in this, this much depth um, is amazing. They built upon the lore in this Resident Evil game in ways that someone as a hardcore fan didn't even think they could do. Um, yeah. The whole the whole orphanage situation, no spoilers, but that part is just amazing. Um but yeah, it's it's everything I wanted and more. Um, I personally, and this is my game of the year so far. I have only beaten this game this year so far. So, but we are we are here in review season. Metro is coming. Crackdown is coming. Oh. Everything is coming. So very, 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 very <laughs> interesting. But yeah, love the game and uh, oh, cannot sure. wait to play some more. So, yeah, Mr. X. Mr. Oh. X, indeed. Mr. X. And we've both played Apex Legends. Oh, have you had a chance to play it yet? I have played a little bit of it. Okay, Apex Legends. cool. No. Then we'll talk about that in a little bit because we've got a ton of news coming up. But let's get into the topic of the show this week. Uh, Microsoft is expanding its Xbox Live services to Nintendo Switch and mobile. Microsoft is bringing Xbox Live cross-platform support to Nintendo Switch, iOS, and Android devices, according to Eurogamer. The announcement was teased from the conference schedule details for GDC 2019, which has since been taken down and will take place next month. Xbox Live achievements, friends, game history, and multiplayer uh, ability across the other platforms will be available after the release. The description reads, Xbox Live is about to get much bigger. Xbox Live is expanding from 400 million gaming devices. 400, that, is that a typo? Gaming devices. And, all the different, uh, and to reach over, okay, yeah, and to reach over 68 million active players uh, to over 2 billion devices with the release of our new cross-platform XDK. Get a first look at the SDK-enabled game developers uh, to connect players between iOS, Android, and Switch in addition to Xbox and any game in the Microsoft Store on Windows PC. End quote. 
So obviously everyone's minds have absolutely ran wild with this, which is, oh my God, we're getting Xbox games on the Switch, which, no. <clears throat> That's not what's going to happen just yet. But with Project xCloud coming, which we'll talk about very soon later on in the show, um, amongst other things, maybe, Amy? Maybe? Potentially. We get that sweet banjo Kazooie sequel on Switch. <laughs> uh, I don't think that's. I don't think that's what's going to happen. <laughs> no. I mean, this is more to me. This this comes across more of a case of uh, that Epic have their crossplay. Xbox are just like, hey, we've got ads. We know how to do this as well. Um, and if you're open to having it on your platform, iOS, Android, and Nintendo, which is crazy, the fact that Switch is going to allow this. Um, why not download the app? Be able to join parties, I'd assume. Yeah, um, have achievements, see your achievements, etc., etc., and then they'll build upon that with Project X Cloud. That's my thoughts on it. Plus, I wonder with um, cross-play games, um, like say Minecraft, for example, with uh, with this installed, if you've got this like set up, you might be able to unlock achievements in Minecraft. Well, you can already do that, but Switch. you'll be able to actually see them in on ah, the Xbox now. Yeah, so on the Switch, you can already unlock achievements as you log in through Xbox Live, but there's no way of actually seeing the fact. They, they pop up, but you can't go into your menu and sort of see them in more detail. Maybe now you'll be able to go into this Xbox Live app and be able to track achievements and stuff like that, and that, see friends, what they're playing, etc., 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 which is really interesting. Definitely. On, on a system that is not Xboxes. This is, like, the big one, obviously, uh, mobile is obviously huge and has a huge player base, and that's amazing, but from Nintendo, the fact that Nintendo are okay with this, the fact that this just means so many more games will get cross-play and hopefully cross-progression, um, which I, I personally cannot wait for. Yeah, it'll be awesome. Like, you'll be able to party up in Xbox Live, but if, like, say, you're on your Switch and I'm on my Xbox and we want to play, I don't know, Rocket League, because yeah. I know that's a yeah, thing. Yeah, like, yeah. we just party up through that one thing, and there's no, it's not a big deal, it's just not difficult, because it's the same system. Well, I think this is a case of Nintendo were like, we don't want to have to deal with achievements, we don't want to have to deal with party chat, we don't want to have to, they've got their own weird third-party app thing, but um, we don't want to deal with this, this, and this, and I'm totally speaking speculation, I don't know what this actually entails, we haven't got full details yet, Um but if they, that's where they're like, oh, Xbox is going to do it, and they've got an app, and it works, and it's just like any other app, cool. No one is not... I bought a Switch to play Mario, and Zelda, and Mario Party, and why not allow a third-party app on there that, even if it is Xbox, um, come in and help on certain yeah, on certain aspects of their console. So I'm, I'm really excited for it. I'm excited for what the future could hold, not what <clears throat> this is currently, though. Definitely. I mean, it makes sense that they're expanding this as well, considering, like, to mobile specifically, considering all the Project Cloud stuff, which I think we're going to be talking about later. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, let's talk about our Patreon producer this month. It's your boy, Mike Lynch. Of course, every month, this guy is over on Patreon.com slash MCFixer, supporting this content supporting all of the content i put out and for that mike i am so thankful appreciate you so much hope you're doing well and i hope we are going to be playing some division together very very soon 
Let's get into the news this week. Titanfall 2 devs Battle Royale Apex Legends officially revealed. If you've been living under a rock, you probably wouldn't have heard about this, I guess. Reasonable Entertainment has officially announced and released Apex Legends, a free-to-play Battle Royale shooter set in the Titanfall universe. Apex Legends allows players to choose between eight Legends uh, characters, uh, each with unique abilities and playstyles. Amy, you have played it. I have played it. What do you think? It's, and I'm very super early in on my like player time. I think I've played it for maybe like two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm enjoying it. Like, I like battle royales, but this is, um, this feels more like a battle royale designed for me as opposed to necessarily when I played like PUBG or uh, Blackout, where it was like, okay, this is cool. But there was tons of stuff that I wish had been in the game. And yeah. Whereas in Apex Legends, there's tons of stuff that's in the game. The ping system is amazing. Fucking the ping system is amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like so easy, but so yeah. like I can't believe every battle royale doesn't have this. Definitely, like because sure, every battle royale has the numbers. Oh yeah, uh, there's yeah, someone yeah. at, at two hundred, but like um, you're like your two hundred is different than my two hundred if I'm standing across from you. So I don't know where I'm looking. Like, either way, like, it's a general direction thing, whereas now you just, you look across, oh, shit, there's some guys, double tap, Done. and you just, you, yeah. I, I think, exactly I think the that. enemy marking's amazing, but the, the weapon marking and the armor and stuff like that is even more of a bigger deal, personally, yeah, because it, it eliminates the fact that you have to talk to people. Battle Royales yeah. used to be so around everyone getting a party, everyone getting Discord, everyone getting Skype, everyone getting Team Chat. Who uses that still? Um, team speak, that's what it was called. Um, and we can communicate that way. Now it's a case yeah. of I can play with three randoms or two randoms, I should say. Sorry. Um, and ping, 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 ping. There's someone over there, ping, 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 ping. And you still can play the game and be yeah. a competent player, which is really cool. But remember how, like, it's it's things like how awkward, how many times have we awkwardly had that conversation? Oh, there's a, there's a level three helmet here. Where's oh, here? where is it? Oh, it's it's in this building over here on the set. Yeah, it's just ping, done. Done. And the thing even reads it out and says level three helmet. Yeah. Oh, the the, the the level of detail that's gone into this game is amazing. The the character lines and the way they interact with the world, the way they interact with each other. Um, each character has its own unique set of abilities, alts. Um, it is it's the perfect mixture in my opinion between Overwatch and Call of Duty Blackout, and they're merged together and made a baby. And if you like Overwatch. And you like Blackout, this is the game for you. So, <laughs> like um, it's free to play. It's true free to play. Uh, they haven't once tried to come for my wallet. You can buy it. There's two characters you can buy. But if you have EA access, you get um uh, you get one of those characters for free with the credits they give you. Um, yeah. Which is, again, that's not free because you're paying for EA access. But you understand what I'm trying to say here. Um, but it's not free. So you're paying for EA access in this a perk. You're getting a perk of EA access. Let's say like it, that. Yeah, it is another another like perk of, of having EA access. Yeah. Like, do you have a favorite character yet? Um, I I go between three. I go between Bloodhound, uh, the Healer, and I just unlocked um I don't know his name yet. The Trickster, which is the new one that I bought. The one from the trailer. Yes, the, the one that Troy Baker's voice actors. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Troy Baker. Yeah. He and both all those three are my mains in the moment. Like I, I main that. blood hand though, I would say. So do I. <laughs> okay, yeah, I think that's a <laughs> that's lot. That's quite of people. funny. Yeah, blood hand and lifeline have been the two I've been sort of playing as. Yeah. Um, 
and I haven't unlocked Mirage, so I'll probably unlock Mirage and then just be like, oh, yeah, I'll man these three. I mean, I think all the characters are quite unique and quite interesting. It's just I haven't... I've played... I played probably about... I did three hours last night, so three... Probably about eight, nine hours, I would say, of the game no. so far. And I've not won yet. I'm not good at the game at all. Um, and that's what everyone keeps mm-hmm. teasing me about, because everyone else on my team has a win, apart from me. I and I'm win. like, oh, I haven't got a win yet. It's sad. But um, it will come. I got a second I place yesterday, ones. and I was so annoyed. <laughs> so annoyed. Um, it doesn't have that the, the thing that PUBG has, that you get to a lot final two and your heart's beating. It's not that type of game. It's fast paced, it's ability based, it's it's not it's not um real life simulation. It's yeah. it's fun, it's got a co cool art style, which is sort of a mixture between like a Borderlands and a Call of Duty, I'd say. Um, yeah. and it's cool it's got it's got personality it's really really cool it's definitely worth checking out if you haven't checked, yeah. tried Apex Legends yet um, more Apex Legends news though uh, Apex Legends drew in 2.5 million players in 24 hours uh, following Respawn's announcement of Apex Legends strong success in its initial hours he has confirmed how many players jumped into the new battle royale in its launch day during the electronic arts Q3 earnings call as spotted by VG247 EA confirmed that 2.5 million players tried out the Titanfall set universe set competitive game in its first 24 hours and according to EA it reached a peak of 600,000 concurrent players during its first day as well which is amazing um no surprise there a free-to-play game with from a a great studio with a great pedigree of a shooter titanfall is amazing um single player and multiplayer um yeah this doesn't surprise me if i'm being honest with you still amazing that people actually no, there's no, there was no PR behind this. There was no, there was a four-hour teaser trailer type thing, which they did. Yeah. I, I hate those. I've got to be honest with you, but it clearly did its job. It had people wanting it. They did the perfect thing where they sponsored all the big streamers and they got it out to people. And it just shows what happens when you make a great game and people are interested in it. So and I think they were actually quite smart with the way they PR'd it. And I saw a quote from uh, Drew McCauley. Um uh, which isn't in the in the news in the show notes, which is uh, which was about like the marketing where it was just like if they'd done this the traditional way and say announced it at E3 yeah. or Gamescom or whatever, there would have been pushback that would have lingered all the way from then to now because 100%. it's not Titanfall three. Yep. So by just throwing it out, it's like there's still pushback because people are still like, no, oh, this isn't Titanfall three, no, no, yeah, this, but the game's out. So there's also a ton of people going, actually, this game's really good. Yeah. I think the other thing was you've got to look at what a PR... I don't, I don't know what their expectations are for this game and how big they think it's going to get and how they're actually going to do well with its monetizations of skins and stuff like that. Let's hope that it's successful. Um, I will eventually give the game some money because it is that good. So, But I just haven't got the money currently. But you've got to look at it on a way of how much did it cost you to pay these streamers. Probably not as much as it would have cost to put a mid to small budget together, right? And they have literally the shrouds, the ninjas, the courages, the lupos, the Doctor Disrespects. They have done the PR for you in the in the gaming world, and now it's now spreading out there from other little streamers like myself and other people. Um, and then the word of mouth is spreading now, and other people are like, oh, you're playing that game? What is that? And then oh, it's free. You might as well download it. Boom, get people in, and then there you go. So really interesting. 
Next up, Respawn says EA had no hand in the development of Apex Legends. During the reveal event of for Apex Legends, Respawn's new Battle Royale game, um, Drew McCoy uh, answered some questions in an interview about the acquisition and whether or not it affected the development of the game. And here is what he said. Not to be throwing EA under the bus, but this wasn't the game they were expecting. I had to go to the executives and show it to them and explain it and not convince uh, sorry and not convince but more hey trust us this is the thing you want out of us as a, a corporation they can only quantify based on past data and they've never done anything like this before there's a giant rainbow question mark over revenue projections for this game like they're like we don't know we can't predict this uh this is a game we had to just say this is what we want to do help us get there they had no hand in development or anything on this game that doesn't surprise me um at all to be honest with you i think if this was a question this wouldn't have happened no, <laughs> <laughs> no. yeah it would very much have preferred i think like to have a surefire game this about this fall I don't know about Titanfall 3 because it didn't sell well, but it's something like Titanfall. To, I think if they would have said... A, go know, on, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. To have like a first-person shooter, a big bro marquee, because they know yeah. what to do with that, right? They've been doing Battlefield from Battlefront for years. So so this only proves that, that this only proves Respawn right if it makes money. I think the 2.5 million players is easy. That's the That's the easy part. It's the the rest of the game, which is like, hmm. Okay, now we need to figure out how we're going to make money on this. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, we're doing things like battle passes and stuff. That well, battle pass so. starts next month. Yeah. Yeah, and they've already been talking about like seasons and and stuff like that. So I'll be interested to see what comes out of that. Exactly. Exactly. A couple more EA stories up coming up. Uh, a premium Titanfall experience is coming later this year. On a call, uh, on a call uh, report in Q3 physical uh, results for financial results, sorry, for EA, the company said that it plans to introduce a premium Titanfall experience, which likely means a traditional non-free-to-play game later this year, and that it will be a twist on the franchise. No additional details were revealed so obviously the big rumors and quote that came out is that respawn are not working on titanfall 3 and then this has come out of the the financial result call which is with something is coming of titanfall though which what what can you be expecting really i'm really confused now because apex legends is like now it's the hot thing and i wouldn't be surprised if this gets pushed if uh, re, uh, if uh, Apex Legends is doing really well, they're not going to want to confuse the messaging on the market at all. So there's it wouldn't also, be surprised if this doesn't even happen. There's also Star Wars. Yes. Uh, which is supposed to be coming out at the end of the year, which is being made by Respawn. I'd be interested on what this could possibly be. VR. I think it could be their VR experience. No, the, Vince has already said on Twitter that it's not their VR. Oh, okay. Their VR game is a, is a realistic um, shooter, I okay. think he said definitely said it wasn't titanfall because that's where my mind went immediately i was like oh cool a titanfall vr game apparently not but it's the fact that it's a twist because i would have said uh you've got apex legends and by this fall let's say um apex legends has established itself and it's a thing yeah um maybe it would have been like okay now we're doing um here's some other more traditional multiplayer mods that have titans and wall running um, for like not for sixty dollars for whatever, yeah, yeah, or maybe yeah. here's a single player campaign. That's what I thought. 
but then they say it's going to be a twist on the franchise, and they're like, well, if it's a twist on the franchise, it's probably going to be neither of those things. It's a twist, not single player only. That could be the twist. It could be like a twenty dollar additional standalone additional time for Apex Legends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, it'd be it'd be very interesting to see what could it be is. A card game. Titanfall Kai game, great. Uh, and the last few pieces you've got here about EA, which is a new Need for Speed is in development, a new Plants vs. Zombie is on the horizon. EA will launch a new Need for Speed and Plants vs. Zombie game before the end of March 2020. The publisher listed, sorry, the publisher listed that the two were are under wraps titles last night as part of its latest investor call and promised both before the end of the current physical year so what are these likely to be ea um ea's fresh plants versus zombies seems likely to be a treatquel um garden warfare 3 which has previously been named in a tie-in comic um and going off of that new for speed will likely be the another entry from ghost games the team that has that has had its usual two-year cook-up around the EA franchise in racing games. So, are you excited for either of those? I personally don't care at all I mean, about. I love. I really enjoyed Plants vs Zombies: Garden Warfare One when it was on the when it was the first game in EA Access. I remember buying the game itself. Actually, really enjoyed it. It's a cool, fun kids shooter. But I feel like all the kids have moved to Fortnite. So, like, yeah, I was gonna say. Like, Garden Warfare 3 is an interesting choice because it's definitely going to be Garden Warfare 3 because we already know that's a thing yeah. from last year. But, the like, when Garden Warfare came out, and even when Garden Warfare 2 came out, it was there were a lot less shooters <laughs> yeah. out there. There was pretty much COD and Battlefield and Titanfall had just come out yeah. when the first one came out. Um, and now, obviously, you've got an entirely new genre like Fortnite, Apex Legends, PUBG... And I mean, it's an interesting choice. I'll play it because I like Garden Warfare. I mean, I'll um, play it with my t- ten hours free trial on the uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right like, on the yeah, access, yeah, but that's about hours, it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Might not play Need for Speed though. Not really. No, that in the driving I, games. They need the to do time. something. They need to do remake. I hate remakes, but I'd love a remake of Underground One and Two. I'd, I'd play the crap out of that. Radically different than what they've been doing. But what can you do with a racing game though? Need for Speed Horizon. No, I don't even no, no, that's no. That's pretty much what it is. Making um, a battle royale. <laughs> Need for Speed Destruction Derby. I'd be in. Yeah. Nah, we're talking. Nah, hundred cars drop drop out of, a, of an aircraft carrier. Oh my god, and... we're not making Need for Speed Battle Royale. Jeez, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, next up, new 2K studio helmed by Dead Space creator is making a mystery game. Take-Two Interactive Software has announced that a game industry veteran, Michael Condry, has joined 2K Games as the head of a new Silicon Valley-based studio. Currently unnamed, the studio will be working on a new unannounced project. Quote, at 2K, we offer our collect- uh, collective audience a variety of engaging and captivating entertainment experiences, uh, 2K President David Ismail said. We continue... Continually seek opportunities to empower and invest in the right people. Our idea, Michael, underpelled creative production and leadership coordination are well documented and deserved. We are greatly inspired not only by his passion, but the potential for his studio to compete 
um, sorry, complement our existing portfolio and development uh, ex expertise. Sorry. Do you think this is a new dead space? Do you think no. this is, uh, or would you like, no, not at all? Eons are actually dead space. Could be a spiritual successor. So, sorry, I, let me reword what I was saying. Yeah, that's what I meant. Obviously, 2K do not own the rights to EA have. Them. I was going to say, apologies. like, no, I said what, no too yeah, quickly. No, for you my were brain. right. You were right. Yeah. I was <laughs> sorry. I spoke to you quickly for my brain. Um, do you think this is a, a spiritual successor, a new um, survival horror? I fucking hope so. Inspired game. I, me, I'd love that. I really hope so. Dead Space was amazing. Like, if they can do something Dead Space ish, especially with the fact that survival horror is kind of back at the moment. Like, now's the perfect time to capitalize on it, and you've got one of the guys who was leading the studio when that made Dead Space. Yeah. Then I'm totally 100% down for it. Definitely. Yeah, me. I, I'm more survival horror the better. I really can't wait for... Um, I hope we I hope we get an Evil Within 3, which I don't know if Tango are working on that, but Evil Within 1 and 2 were really good. 2 little bit stranger than one but i would still like a third i'd love a third um but this this is even more so if we can get more survival horror i'm totally down for it so please 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 all please. the survival horror and resident evil 3 yes 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 yes, 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 yes. that's already in development yeah pretty much uh the walking dead the final season episode four release date announced and it's soon Work on The Walking Dead, the final season, properly resumed in November 2018 after Sky Skybound Games stepped in to resurrect the series uh, following Telltale Games' abrupt closure and it seems its development is nearly finished. As Skybound Games announced today, for episode 4, Take Us Back, is scheduled to release next month on March 26th, just over two months after episode 3. Quote, It's hard to believe Clem's journey is coming to an end. End quote. Skybell said, quote, Just like you guys, we're struggling to grasp the fact that the journey is almost over, but we're, all, but we're so ready and thankful to have you all alongside us as the story comes to a dramatic closure. Close. End quote. Amy, I feel so bad about this game. I feel so bad about this game. I remember when Walking Dead Season 1 came out, and it was a moment in history. It was a moment where... Every time an episode dropped, I would stop what I was doing, I would log on to my Xbox, and I would start streaming as soon as I could. And I did the same with Season 2. I did the same with Season 3. I did the same with uh, the 400 Days. I've done it for everything. And this one, I because of the studio closure and the game, the game being okay, I wouldn't say it's perfect by any means necessary... I just don't... I've got episode 3 sitting on my Xbox, and I'm like, I'll get around to it at some point. Same with Life is Strange, uh, season 2, and that's coming to, that's on Game Pass as well soon. Have these games just had their moment in the sun, and now they've come and gone, or is it strictly just people don't love them the way they did? We've moved on to Battle Royale now. Is that what it is? Because Walking Sims were the thing at one point. Oh, these things, when The Walking Dead Season 1 came out, you couldn't move for people talking about The Walking Dead Season 1 um, at the time. And whatever Telltale were working on yes. when they announced like Batman and Guardians and all the other stuff, it was like it, like every time they announced something, it was like a mega explosion like yep. all over Twitter. I don't know. I think, I think with The Walking Dead Season 4, 
I think, or the final season. It's it's got probably got a lot to do with everything that went down last year. Yeah. Um, I think it, even though it's great that it's been saved and Skybound are doing their thing and and you know we're getting the rest of the the final season. It's like I feel like it took the wind out of its sails. Yep. Um, I, I feel like that's what I I can't speak for Life is Strange too. I actually haven't played it um, yeah. at all. No, it's just, uh, it yeah. just seems like... But I remember when both those games, especially Life is Strange Season 1, uh, people loved it, and then Season 2, and then the in-between season, and I think that's where they keep going wrong, these games. Walking Dead Season 1, 2, 3, but then they had the 400 days in between it, they had the Michonne one in between that, um, Season 3 was sort of a mid-sidestep story that just yeah. didn't need to happen, Um and then obviously they're working on other projects that then don't do well. Guardians, um, Game of Thrones. Some people like Batman, some people didn't. It just feels like these games have just totally now just like they're done. And I'm gonna. I can't wait to play. Obviously, Walking Dead and finish it. I've been along for that journey for a long, long time yeah. now. That I can't wait to see how it ends. But I feel like we could have just ended with season one, and I would have been like, okay. I I may not like it, and I wanted more, but you now that I got more, more now I, I think I would have preferred to have been left wanting more than I've gotten more the way we have got it. Maybe it's just episodic games in general. Maybe we're just over them. But, that's a good point. Now the the way the content may would I have appreciated this more if it was just a whole story and I didn't have to wait months and months and months in between. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, maybe I would have. Maybe yeah, you're right. Maybe I would have appreciated it that much more. We both rushed out at the end of E3, well, just after last year, and got uh, <clears throat> the Adventures of Captain Sparrow Spot, and did that straight yeah. away. Yep. And then it was like, oh, cool, that was really cool. I remember we, we spoke about it and said, yeah, we both really enjoyed that. And then Life is Strange 2 Episode 1 came out and it was like, nah, I'll get around to it. Yeah. Which is weird. I suppose you get caught up in that E3 hype, though, don't you? I think it's just, yeah, and I think it's just the case of, okay, like, when I've finished Captain Spirit, my hype is up here. But then by the time Season uh, season 2 comes out, it's it's down here, and also I've got this and this and this that I'm already playing. Yeah. But if it had just all come out at once, I could just sit down and, and play the game. Mm. And I think that's maybe where we're at in terms of, of episodic games. I'd love to hear people's thoughts. Please email in myxboxandmepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, are you over episodic games? Do you wish they all come out as one? Or have they never been your sort of thing? Let me know uh, for next week's episode. A uh, couple new stories left. Microsoft Xbox BC team will detail Project xCloud at GDC 2019. Uh, Microsoft Xbox backwards compatibility team will be detailing the company's up-and-coming streaming tech, Project xCloud, at this year's GDC event. Um, we already spoke about everything else in this new story but just very interesting keep an eye on gdc um which is going to be a real interesting one for the xbox this year yes i've never watched it before so yeah i've never watched it before but i think this year i'm gonna really try and pay attention and actually watch some of the talks and i'll probably just do watch alongs for most of it so yeah that's cool the talks are usually really really fascinating like if you like game design yeah uh, stuff like that so should be interesting should be interesting uh next one one that 
I only put in here for Snowbite Mike, but Snowbite Mike couldn't be here this week, unfortunately, because uh, he actually bought tickets. Hey, to do this. you want me to try and do a Snowbite Mike impression? No, definitely not. Good, no that one would not can end do well it. At all. Um, <laughs> a traveling Halo experience may be headed to a city near you. Probably not if you listen to this podcast, or well, fifty percent of you anyway, because fifty percent of you are American. Uh, Halo Outpost Discovery is headed to five major cities in the U.S. and will allow visitors to explore a Halo ring, get up close and personal with a real life. Warhog, battle fellow uh, recruits in an epic laser tag arena, experience thrilling uh, thrilling in the universe encounters with the latest simulation and VR technologies, and much, much more. As announced during the, today's Inside Xbox, which I want to give a shout out to Inside Xbox real quick before I finish this story. Inside mm-hmm. Xbox this week was actually good. <clears throat> uh, like, people... I see people on the internet writing articles. I saw a Kotaku article, which I totally disagree with. Like they're not hitting the mark and blah 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 blah. Totally disagree. Yes, it's very PR, very structured, very. This is what you're getting, but I definitely disagree with people that think this is not really good. Because I actually had a lot of fun with this one. So. Oh, there. Uh, sorry. Uh, as as announced today in, uh, at Inside Xbox, Halo Discovery Outpost is more or less a traveling Halo theme park that aims to give fans a place to celebrate their beloved franchise and immerse themselves in everything Halo. The five cities uh, you'll be able to go to are Orlando, Florida from July 5th to July 7th. Um, Philadelphia from July 19th to July 21st, Chicago from August 2nd to August 3rd, Houston, Texas from uh, August 16th to August 18th, and Anaheim from August 30th to September 1st. So, I know Snowbite Mike has bought tickets, uh, he bought the VIP package, um, because the man loves it all, and I'm sure he will be on the show to talk about his experience once he's done it. We should start a GoFundMe. For what? So that all, so all three of us can, can go. I can't think of anything worse. Fine, we should start a GoFundMe so I can go. I mean, sure, but uh, why? No, I'm not a Halo fan like that. I mean, if I lived in the city, I would go because I cover it for work. But no, do not waste your money on that for me, please. No, 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 no. I'll, I'll drop a PayPal link on. <laughs> this week's episode, yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, uh, Microsoft Studios is now Xbox Game Studios. Microsoft announced during uh, Inside Xbox that it has changed its name uh, for its development umbrella from, from Microsoft Studios to Xbox Game Studios. Xbox Game Studios is comprised of 13 individual development teams, 343, The Correlation, Compulsion Games, The Initiative, um, In Exo Entertainment, Mang, uh, Mojang. Why is it called Minecraft? I don't know. I don't know why it's written there like that. That totally threw me off. The wrong way around. Yeah, Mojang yeah. or Mojang, whatever it may be. Ninja Fury, Obsidian Entertainment, Playground Games, Rare, Turn Ten, Undead Labs, Microsoft Global Publishing Group. These teams are working on exclusive new properties and fresh chapters from returning franchises like Halo, Forza, and Gears of War and Minecraft. So, there you go. New. I think it, it fits better, right? Microsoft Studios. It does, from- uh, it's- it's one of those things that I never thought about, but once the, they announced it, I was like, I can't believe they didn't do this years ago. Yeah, it, it makes way more. I think this is. I think 
if you wasn't already convinced by the fact that they've bought a load of studios and you wasn't already convinced by Phil being out there doing the talking, if you wasn't convinced by Project X Clad, the X, whatever it may be, I think now, especially, is a time to be convinced they are doubling down on games. They now have a studio that they can't really get away from it. It has game in the goddamn title. Um, they can't, like, Microsoft Studio makes interactive experiences. Yeah. No, None the game studio makes games. Um, so really cool. I'm really interested to see if they can get this number up to 20 studios. Well, I mean, I'd love it. That would be awesome. But we shall. Has see. there been any rumors recently? I haven't seen any. Um, I think there was one, but I don't remember what it was. So I don't oh. want to speak out of out my bum. Next up, Disney has no plans to publish video games themselves. Disney currently has no plans to publish video games based on its own intellectual properties. During the company's recent earnings call, VR Discussing Film, Chetman, uh, Chetman, Chairman and CEO of Walt Disney, Bob Iger... Stated, Iger stated, Disney doesn't plan to publish any video games and will instead continue to license its brands to other studios. More has come out from this that I've not put in this week's story, but they're actually perfectly happy with what's going on with EA as well, which is crazy. They must be profitable. I mean, I don't think it's, I think, yes, I think you're 100% right. It makes money. They don't care. It makes money. Cool. But really, this is so short-sighted to Disney. This might be the, their biggest boo-boo ever. Where it's like, stop giving... Or, or, or maybe I'm totally wrong. Which is, they're saying they don't want to make their own studios that make games. Which, cool, that makes sense. They still need to get that goddamn Star Wars license away from EA, though. Yeah, and EA can, have, them, can make games for Star Wars, but so does everybody else need to be able to. Yeah, they, they, they need to follow their Marvel um like like the way they do the marvel license which is giving it out to specific people who've like pitched like to make games like insomniac and sony and spider-man stuff like that like it's a really interesting conversation broke out in the facebook group the my xbox and me facebook group about this oh where people were talking about um like who 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 would they give it to if like it wasn't ea and like it was ubisoft and like bethesda and etc 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 and i was like that's i still feel like that would be the wrong move to yeah. give it to just take it from ea like when they get it back or if they manage to extract it and go give it to another massive publisher because one even if they gave it to ubisoft and bethesda i'd still rather they just made their own games exactly and like if they give like here ubisoft make an open world star wars game mm-hmm. cool awesome here make this here you make this that'll be a much better approach you would hope right and i guess maybe they're just they don't want to shit on here while they're still in a contract with them. I mean, that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. Or it could be this next story, which is Kingdom Hearts has shipped over 5 million copies. And this is what happens when you license your properties up. Square Enix has reported that Kingdom Hearts 3 has officially shipped over 5 million units globally, making it the fastest selling game in history of Kingdom Hearts. The number includes both physical and digital copies across all platforms since its launch of January 29th. So maybe Disney are absolutely fine because they're still making a killing off games. So yeah, congratulations obviously uh, to Square Enix and Kingdom Hearts Three. I've not had a chance to play it. I've heard Crash talk about it a lot. He's finished it and loved it. Um, so it was a bit too easy. But besides that, have you had a chance to play it yet? No, no. It's not really on my radar at the moment with yeah. everything. 
I mean, I've got 1.2.5 to 1. 1. 1.5 2.5 remix that I've still not finished, so I want to play that before I do three at some point. So I'll get to it at some point. But yeah, it's not top of my priority list. I've got I've got a lot coming in soon. So yes. Next up, Anthem post-launch content and end-game content revealed. The first details on Anthem's post-launch and end-game content has been revealed. On Twitter, Anthem's lead producer, Ben Irvin, revealed details on the post-launch content release schedule for Anthem, which will include the continuation of Anthem's story, the addition of gu- uh, guilds, guides, gu- guides, and leaderboards, and ex- oh, not leaderboards, uh, and expanded progression systems, new missions, events, and difficulty settings, uh, settings, and more. A full breakdown is available on the official Anthem Endgame site. Um, I'm not going to go through what I've got here just because it's too much, but there is a ton of content out there. Um, what they pretty much said for Endgame stuff is there's going to be um, new contracts and player increased reputation and different factors are go- uh, factions are going to come in. Um, you'll be able to get new blueprints that you can put onto your characters. Just It sounds like there's going to be a ton to grind out in the game. Which grind. is well, yeah, but that's what these games are about. I know, I know, yeah. you're saying grind like is a bad thing, but that is what these Not games are about. What? Fun. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, will will it? They said the first one's gonna they release in March, which is good. Um, obviously, we're gonna most people are gonna burn for that content really quickly, and then yeah. Division Two drops, which. It's like, okay, if you want to keep us, what are you doing to keep us? March is going to be when they drop more content. It could be interesting. Remember, all this content is going to be free as well, so we'll just have to wait and see. We certainly will. Microsoft announced February 2019's Game Pass games. We have Shadow of the Tomb Raider! I say £30! I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Um... Shadow Tomb Raider is going in there. The Walking Dead, the f- uh, first season, is in there from February 7th as well. And Pumped BMX Pro, February 7th. The Blob goes in there from February 14th. Crackdown 3 uh, is also in there from February 15th. And Batman Return to Arkham is in there from February 21st. It's all got announced uh, inside Xbox as well. Shadow of Tomb Raider going in there is huge. That game's not been out yeah. that long. So, nope. very, very happy about that. I forgot to get February's games with gold. Um, int- oh, you know what? It's cool this week. I'm not going to worry. No February games with gold. I'll tell you about they're it next week. Cancelled. No, there are, they are there. I just haven't run them down. <laughs> I forgot and I apologise. Uh, let's plug, plug, plug and get ourselves out of here. Amy, what have you got to plug? My 24... No, I know I said 24. My 40 hour charity live stream on February 25th at 8pm to February 27th at 8pm. We're going to be playing tons and tons of different games because we've got 48 hours to fill. Um, and if you could donate, it's in aid of special effect, which anybody listening to this podcast should at least recognize their name from the Xbox adaptive controller that they helped make. If you head on over to justgiving.com slash GB19 words about games and drop me a donation. Or if you can't donate, not a big deal. I get it, you, but if you could just share the link, that would be fantastic. Cool, Love cool. You. Um, you can find me everywhere at MC Fixer. At the moment, we're pushing on Twitch to try and reach a hundred subscribers. We were at ninety-one, and then people people's run out, so we're back to eighty-five. So if you have that Twitch Prime, you have that Amazon Prime, mm. link the accounts, and I'll be doing a twenty-four hour live stream 
if we hit 100 subs. Um, shout out to everyone that's been supporting. I appreciate it. People have been gifting subs and stuff like that, which is lovely. That's um, awesome. But yeah, thank you all for the support. I appreciate it. Obviously, patreon.com slash mcfixer is what keeps the lights on. That we are $20 away, I believe. $24 away from doing uh, from hitting $350, which then means we'll be doing a karaoke stream. Um, so if you're not a Patreon supporter, consider becoming one. If you're not a Twitch sub, consider becoming one. I would appreciate it. Amy, thank you. Obviously a 24-hour for... karaoke stream? No. Not gonna happen. No, nope. like if the two things get hit simultaneously, we're not nope. gonna do that. No, no. And I will <laughs> vow that the karaoke stream will not take place during the twenty-hour, twenty-four-hour live stream unless people want it to. But otherwise, I feel like it's less cheaping out a little. Um, <laughs> thank you all for watching and listening. I appreciate you all. And until next week, I will love you, leave you, and see you all later. Goodbye. <laughs>